Please listen carefully. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypothetical Siblings. My name's Lainey. My name's Nick. Um, that's Nick, in case you I'm didn't Nick. understand his slur My name of is words. Nick. <laughs> he may be slightly tired, but only a little. Isn't that right, brother? This is going to be the sleepy cast. <laughs> this is, this is what it was. Welcome to the sleepy cast. No, no, why did you make it weird and ooh? It was just sleepy. It was just, it was innocently sleepy. And then I you came know. out here with your fucking ooh-woo sweepy weepy. <laughs> No, no, I'm tired because I had a bid weekend. Bid weekend, you fucked me up. You fucking poisoned my brain. Get fucked. And so I had a big weekend, and I don't know why I'm tired and Lainey is not because Lainey also had a big weekend. But I guess she'll tell you about that when she talks about her week. Am I talking first? I mean, you're already talking. I, I'm always talking. This is literally the point of this: is that both of us are always talking. You talk more than me, but I agree still. I, I talk more than you in general, though. I, I have kind of one of those things where I don't shut up when I probably should. Yeah. Not like about sensitive information necessarily. I just talk a lot. Yeah, you just be talking. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. So am I, am I talking about? Yeah, go for All it. All right. Go for it. I did school. Wow. Like I always do. Amazing. I did work. Wow. Like I always do. Oh, I have a story about work. Um. I almost sold an anti-material rifle to what is assuredly a, a drug-affiliated, a gang-affiliated man. Um, what? <laughs> so, first of all, for those of you who don't know firearms, um, you know what an anti-material rifle is, Lainey? I don't. So, I'm going to do a, we're going to do an exercise here, and those of you at home can play along as well. Uh, Lainey, for me, go ahead and take your index finger, that's your pointer finger, and point it straight up in the air. Now, you're going to go ahead and select an object in the room, and I want you to think long and hard about the, the durability of that object and, you know, any, any other factors that might um, withstand extreme force and velocity. And then you're going to point. You're going to take your finger and you're going to point it at that object. So it doesn't have to be a strong object? Is that what no, you want? You can point it at whatever you want. Oh, okay. I'm ready. All right. Go ahead and do so. And tell the tell the audience what you selected. I pointed at my watering can. You pointed at your watering can. You know what your watering can is? Metal. A material. <laughs> this is an anti-material <laughs> rifle. Congratulations, listener at home. Anything that you pointed at, this firearm is anti-that. <laughs> so, a black hole. Is, it's the lack of matter, though. Shoot, shoot a gun into a black hole and tell me what <laughs> fucking happens. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Anyways, also, if there's a black hole in this room, we got bigger problems than doing this podcast. Probably. Maybe. So, regardless, a uh, very large gun uh, that retails for $12,500. Woo! Which is a really cool thing to sell if you're a salesperson, because that's good money in my pocket. That's money. Um, however, the circumstances surrounding this potential sale uh, were quote sketchy as fuck quote <laughs> because well that's what one of my bosses said in regards to the sale she said that this is sketchy as fuck and i said you you are right 
Couldn't be more right. Um, so long, long story short, because it did take quite a while for us to get through this. So um, five minutes before closing on a Wednesday night, this man and his friend walk in uh, and he goes, hey, man, can I get some help with the rifles? And I'm like, yeah, sure, bud. What do you need? And he said, you see that 50 cal over there? And I said, yes. You want to take a look at it? And he goes, oh, no, I don't need to see it. I know that I want it. Hmm. Which is kind good, of good how, to know what you want. Well, it's kind of how those usually go. When it's a big ticket item like that, it's not usually like I have sat here and worked with you and convinced you that you need this thing. Because there's not a person on the planet that doesn't already know that they want it, that you're going to be like, no, you should spend 12 and a half grand to buy right, this thing. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, cool. And for any sale, but especially a gun, you kind of have to ask some questions about what the what the hell's going on here. Why do you need a um, anti-whatever-you-point-at gun? Right. Besides the fact that it's big and cool and awesome. Uh, and that's basically what he said. He's like, it's the biggest and the baddest, and I want it. And I said, you know what? You are right on every account. Yes, sir. Let me go get you one out of the back because we had two for some godforsaken reason. And so I get it for the nice man and I say, do you have your ID? And he pulls out a passport and a check from work. Wow. And I said, those are not IDs. <laughs> those are not. And so you can use your passport for a form of picture identification, but I need something government issued that has your address. Birth certificate. And he said, well, that doesn't shouldn't have your address <laughs> on it, except for maybe the one that you went to when you were born, which maybe you should, maybe you don't live there anymore. Um, this is like a late 20s, early 30 year old man. Um, and he says, yeah, here, this is this. And he tries to hand me his uh, pay stub from work. And I said, that is not the government, sir. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, unless you work for the government, in which case, I don't know how that works. But anyway. Uh, and so he said, well, I don't have my ID on me because I forgot it at home. And I said, that's fine. We can just do the sold and paid tonight. You can buy the thing and come back later and do the paperwork and all that jazz. And he said, cool. And so I have the cashier ring him up. And she goes, okay, that's going to be 13000 whatever infinite money. And they pulls out $13,000 in cash. Holy shit. And we said, what the fuck is going on here? What's happening? Why Why, why do you have $13,000 in cash? And we didn't ask that question because you really aren't supposed yeah, to ask you, how you have money because no. that implies that you think they shouldn't right. for whatever right. reason. Um, and they counted all the bills and it was real. And so she goes to ring him through the register and the register says, hold on a minute there, fucko. <laughs> fucko. Any cash transaction taking place within the border of the United States of America, over $10,000, has to be documented with a specific IRS form 8300. Oh, Fill shit. Fill in all of this information. Both him and the cashier processing the transaction have to put down their social security numbers, including a bunch of other information. Oh, my God. Yeah, because holy shit, why do you have more than $10,000 in cash? Right. I mean, that tracks, but What's going holy on here? shit. Uh, and so he goes to fill this out, uh, you know, because he has to, to buy the gun. Um, and he goes, oh, uh, and fills all the information out and he hands it back. And we said, sir, you didn't put down your social security number. He goes, oh, I don't know it. And we're like, this is fucking weird, man. Like, don't get me wrong. People at my job will not know how to spell their first name sometimes, which is upsetting. But that's, you know, I don't know. So it was whole. And then he's like, okay, well, I can't buy it. I'll come back tomorrow. And he sure as shit didn't come back tomorrow. So feels weird and sketch, and I hate it, but I also hate that I didn't get to sell the expensive thing. Right, right. So that's my work story for the week. 
And apparently this is just going to be Nick talking to the microphone while Amy stares at him, but that's fine. Sleepy cast. Woo, here we go. Well, I'm just... Wahoo Yaha Pizza. I mean, I'm just baffled. Yeah, that's... Who, who carries that much cash? That's well, drug dealers. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's who does that. And doesn't know their social... And doesn't have a photo ID because they, quote, forgot it at home. But no, I remembered my passport. Well, it's it's strange to me, like, does he actually have the passport? Because I don't know what a real passport looks like. Like, I don't know what to look for in right. terms of the holograms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was a fake passport. And that was easier to manufacture than an ID for some reason, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's freaking crazy. It's one of those bro. things where... In my job, with the firearms specifically, you just kind of have to have a chip on your shoulder right out of the gate to be like, I'm going to assume that you are some type of wrongdoer, a ne'er-do-well, if you will, and then you have to prove to me otherwise by me asking you the questions and you responding correctly and right. having the right things. You know? Yep, because it's better to deny somebody a gun who potentially is a good person than to just give everybody... Well, that depends who you ask now, doesn't it? It does, but that's what I think. Uh-huh. And so this sale sparked um, some minor controversy among the, the various employees as to who should and shouldn't have a gun. And I, I don't care to get into that here, but it's yeah. it's a whole thing. That is a whole thing. So that's my work story for the week. Um, what else? Oh, my friend and I built a, a very small fish tank. Yeah, it looks we pretty not, cute. We didn't build it. We put it together. We did not build the tank. We found the tank and then put stuff in it. Wait, you mean you don't know how to manufacture acrylic tanks? I don't know how to manufacture acrylic. I know how to buy it and glue it together with the stuff to make a fish tank. So if you ever want Clearly to Clearly you need that, to watch more Tanked. Tanked is garbage. Anyone who <laughs> wants to get into the aquarium hobby, don't watch Tanked at all. They Whoa. overstock their tanks and they're dog shit. <laughs> this is like anti Seventy percent of those fish that go into those aquariums are dead within a week of the show filming. You don't know that. I know that because I've read articles on exactly that happening. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Not tanked. Not tanked. Not not Las Vegas tanked. But it makes good, you know, mediocre TV. So it anyway. does. It really does. But anyway, we set that up, and that was a fun little experience. Um, we were hanging out his, at his house afterwards, and he made me lunch, which I didn't expect. And he also didn't say he was doing. He just started to get up and make it. Uh, lunch was spaghetti. Wow. With a margarita. Yes. And a homemade cookie. He did say that. He said, Lainey, you could have come over, had some spaghetti and margs, but it was a I was in school. Eclectic combination, mm-hmm. and it was delicious. Yeah. It was so good. He's treating you right. He made the sauce. Damn. Like, really? it was like tomato paste or whatever, but, like, he put all the stuff in it to make a sauce. Is he, like, a real adult? No. Be- because But neither am I, so it's <laughs> fine. Because Just because that seems... Like no, I made a higher today. level than than me. Yeah, you could not. I don't know. I feel like you could make spaghetti sauce. I feel like you don't care to. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so that was a good time. And then this past weekend, I went on a hunting trip, which is why I'm so tired, um, with some family and familial friends and things of that nature. We were not successful. Uh, it was a billion degrees below zero approximately <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> That is only a mild exaggeration, uh, but I was wearing, let's see, three layers with the outer layer being effectively snow pants on the bottom, Mm -hmm. waterproof boots and thick wool socks, and then four, one, two, 
three, four, five layers on top uh, with a beanie and a neck gaiter. And I was still a little bit cold. Yep. Because yeah. it was fucking cold. That's crazy. Uh, thankfully, and kind of also not thankfully, um, we were in the car pretty much the whole time and kind of driving around just looking for stuff, which is not usually the way that I like to do it. But um, this particular hunt was for elk, and apparently that's the way that you do it, is you have to spot them first and then put together like a plan to go get them. Yep, yep. So we were in the car basically the whole time, um, which is good because it was warm in the car and very cold outside. Yeah, it's um, screw being tough. Well, you know, it's one of those things that with all the layers that I had on and that everyone else had on, if you get moving, mm-hmm. you're actually pretty warm. That's As long true. as you're not in That's like the true. direct wind. So as mm-hmm. long as you're not marching up over the top of like ridges and things like that, it's really it's not bad. Fine. Yeah, no, yeah. it's totally fine. So, it, you know, it was a good experience. It was new um, just because elk hunting is not something that I've done before. Um but yeah, no, it was it was good. It just took a lot out of me, and then getting out there and getting back is like a six-hour car ride. Which so. it sucks, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that it's definitely gotten a lot easier as I've gotten older. Oh, um, for sure. It was funny because one of our younger family members was with us this time, and so it was this weird thing of like me looking into the past at myself of being super hyperactive and excited about everything. Oh my god! All yeah. Brand new, and then like on the way back him just being buried in his tech the whole time because mm-hmm. he has to somehow figure out with his 11 year old brain to how to survive this six hour car ride right. which may as well be three days yeah 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 um, yeah that seems so long when you're a kid oh totally but now you're like six hours you're like that's ah, not bad i mean it's not great but it's not bad right you like know, you get some good music some good conversation mm-hmm. and Maybe a book if you can read in the car without throwing up, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, which not me. Yeah, like, I very clearly remember driving down to, to Disneyland, which is how long of a drive for us? From here we drove to Disneyland? Yeah. What the fuck? When did we do that? With uh, our mom's side. We drove all when the way I was, down there? I, thought I, we, I think I, I was we 12. Flew and then drove from the airport. Mm, I'm pretty sure we drove. from here to Disneyland is, like, Nine hours. I yeah, think. I I don't. Re- I'm listen. I don't remember because I was a child. Is this when we drove through Compton? No. Okay. I don't we, think so. All right, because we did drive. Because <laughs> we did drive one through time. Compton. Uh, GPS <laughs> in like 2011, I think mm-hmm. it was, was not good. <laughs> we I don't so know. we named her Delilah. We did name. Why did we name her? Did it? She sound like the radio host. Listen, is that what it was? I I have no clue. Or what did it play? Hey there, Delilah. And we I don't like, know. Oh, all right. I know no. The lore nothing. deepens. The, lo- the family lore is deep. It is. But I got stuck in the very back with two of our younger cousins, and I played um, Toy Story on my DS. Based. And what a horrible choice. I mean, I get... To play Toy Story or to play on your DS while you're driving? Yeah, I just get motion sick so easy, and I yeah, was and like, nah, like, this fuck is... Fuck it, we can do this. Especially in the way back. Who, who put me there? I don't know. I I feel like I remember throwing up on the side of the road, but it's one of those things where I don't know if I made that up or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't remember this trip mm-hmm. apparently at all, so Yeah. May, maybe. <laughs> what if you were there? <laughs> I don't know. I've not been there on family trips before. <laughs> I feel like There's you're there. Weird scheduling things that happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. But yeah. Um so that was my week pretty much. And now pretty I'm much? here. Uh we got back Almost two hours ago. So, (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy cast. A little sleepy Sleep, guy. Sleepy guy. Sleepy guy. What about you? Well, similar to your week, I had uh, school and you work. Did. Yeah. Yep. Um, at yeah, keep the keep the your keep the body alive. Yeah. Mid midterms were this week. Ooh. Um, don't know how I did on them yet. So, uh, well, actually, I got my physics one back. How do you feel you did? Um, pretty okay about genetics. Um. The multiple choice was eh, but the written I felt really confident on, so nice. hopefully that's good. Physics I got like an 85, which is sick, actually, because I find physics to be difficult. Yeah, um, physics is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have a fen- vendetta against physics. I'm, but- I'm just saying, you know, the fact that this remote right here is not just pushing down on the table, which is pushing down on the floor, which is pushing down on the earth, and they're all in each other's way, and that's why, and that's not why it stops. It's because all of those things are actively pushing on each other as well as being pulled down by gravity mm-hmm. is horseshit. Mm, normal force. That's, if you think about it, you have to have an opposite reaction to gravity pulling you down, and that's the the opposite thing is to push up. But it's not. It's not pushing. It's in the way. The reason that this does not fall to the ground is because there's something in between that and the ground. Oh, oh, that's what you're mad about? Not normal force? You're just mad about... Yeah, I'm mad about that. That that is what's happening. I thought you were mad about normal force. No, that's what I'm saying. Physics is saying that the table is actively pushing up on the remote the same amount that gravity is pulling it down, and that's wrong because the table is not pushing on anything. Yeah, it is. No. Yep. Because it's a table, and it can't push on things. It pushes. It pushes. No. <laughs> well, anyway. Got all the way through the pop filter to touch the mic with my lips on that one. Ew. Ew. Don't violate your microphone. The robots are going to kill you. No. <laughs> they're going to like They're gonna like that I was tender with them. No, no one else has shown the robot affection I, except for me. Uh, I don't know. I think some people have shown some tenderness oh, dude, to robots. I, I guarantee Boston Dynamics has done some weird shit. <laughs> Elon Musk with his little Tesla bot. Fucking don't talk about him. C-3PO looking ass. He is so canceled. I've never <laughs> met somebody who I wanted to murder more than him. I guess I haven't, have met met I haven't met him. I haven't met him, but... Whatever. I mean, this is in the Minecraft world, though. Remember? In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Minecraft going to murder Minecraft. Elon Musk in Minecraft. <laughs> um, but then I got to leave early. I didn't have to go to school on Friday because I went to Las Vegas this weekend for the first time, might I add. Um, this is your first time in Las Vegas? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the only reason that I've ever been down there is I met a friend in college from there, and then we went to her parents' house. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I uh, went there for the first time to see a Panic at the Disco concert, which was incredible. I am a huge fan of them, but also just the performance that they put on is amazing. And, of course, I know all the words and... So it was really a great experience. I'm pretty confident that we've talked about it on here before. But in my mind, the whole reason that you go to a concert is that it is a performance. Right. Oh, yeah. At least like a modern one, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to a lesser extent, obviously, things like an orchestra. Yeah. But a concert for any modern artist is a performance on top of the fact that you are 
playing the music. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're going to stand on stage and just sing, why do I give a shit that I'm not at home listening to it on my headphones? Right. But you better, like, for example, we've been to an Imagine Dragons concert. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are. You know, if you want to shit on Imagine Dragons because you think they're basic, which they probably are to some degree, but they make good music in my mind. I agree. And they put on a freaking awesome concert. Oh my God, they put on a doing show. Doing backflips off of amps and crazy bullshit. Huge drums that they bang. Yo, yo, big drums. Big drums. Listen, I'm here to talk to you about big, big drums. drums. <laughs> So, I mean, it was just incredible. And what was really nice is that the concert was Friday night. And so um, I I usually get post-concert blues so hard. Really? Oh, my God. So thing? hard. Like you feel sad afterwards? Yeah. Because I, it's, a, it's over. And so. You walk out of a movie sad? No. What is Because I can rewatch this? a movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it was like a once in a lifetime experience yeah. that you're never going to have again. Yeah. So I get where you're coming from. So, but because we had our whole trip ahead of us, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was not. Because there's sad. still more to experience. Exactly. Like this was the cherry on top type thing. Exactly. And so then I got to experience Vegas. And listen, I had a fun time, but I did not really like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Vegas sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's cool shit to do there that we don't have here, but Vegas sucks super hard. Yeah, and I'm just not, like, a drinker, really, how I used to be anyway. Like, there was a point in my yeah, life after where... after went to AA, Lainey got a lot better about that whole drinking thing. <laughs> no. I, like, I don't know. There's just a point in my life where I did it regularly enough to where, like, I knew my limits really well and like <laughs> now you just don't and now it's been so long since like I've done it I just not regularly and so like I'm like I can drink this whole thing and then I'm throwing up and I'm like what's did, wrong thing that happened this last weekend I did throw up yes a girl but did you puke and rally or just let it rip and die <laughs> I rallied girl. But, so um mom and I think it might have been something to do with the actual drink that didn't agree with me because you have some crazy fancy cocktail or something? no it was like a red bull slushy sh- situation so and it a was a big crazy cocktail i i guess but cocktails is liquor plus other stuff right right but i, I don't know if that's like culinarily correct but it is now so um mix mixologically and i got like a Oh, God, how big was it? It was like 27 ounces or something like that. That's big. Which is That's big. That's a big one. And I was trying to keep up with my friend who drinks a lot more than me, and we ate dinner, and I was, like, feeling good, and then all of a sudden I was, like, I started getting sweaty and yeah, yawning a lot, yeah. and I was, like, I need that's, to go to the bathroom. The and I went to the bathroom, I threw up, and almost immediately felt better. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I was full. I think you were probably full. Like, you were probably a little bit drunk and had kind of the swayy drunk feel. Um, and then you were such a bad person with nausea that to right. add food on top of that, you were like, this is too much. Yeah. So, um, it was fine after that. I felt better. And um, there are dispensaries in Vegas. And um, we went to one. And so, I got to do a gummy as well. Nice. And that is so fun. Walking around Vegas just high. I'm like, wow. Wow. 
Look at these people. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like on the Vegas Strip, especially, you see some shit while you, if you were stoned out of your mind, you see some shit that you just can't recover from. <laughs> you know? There was a guy who was so on something and he had barely clearly shaved his own head yeah. or somebody had done Atta a guy. horrible job yeah. and it was like patterns oh my it was so Sick. funny also there was supposed to be um a concert i don't know if you heard about this called when we were young or something and it had my chemical romance and avril lavigne and somebody else i think but it got it was at an outdoor venue which i didn't even know there was was one in vegas but it got super super windy like we had a view of the pool from our room and wind was blowing pool chairs into the pool so windy and um it made the air quality really bad like it was super hazy and i was like what's going on well i mean there's gotta be some type of industrial sector of right right? so So you just get on the wrong side of it mm -hmm. and so they canceled the concert because it of the air quality Wow. and so my friend and i were playing the game of um do you think that they were supposed to go to the concert (laughs) because there was just a bunch of people walking around like fishnets you know big black boots some people actually had my chemical romance t-shirts but Mm. some people were just in all black and i was like the goths are sad tonight the goths are well to be they are classically sad the goths right i mean true um speaking of also the opener for panic at the disco was a guy named jake wesley rogers and he was amazing um and he as a part of his last song sang welcome to the black parade and the room i i mean you know when like you get to a song in the concert that everybody knows like that happened with i write sins not tragedies so that's the thing right when you get a fan base that is is that a cough or it's all right sure it's all right i'm not gonna bless a cough i guess yeah um when you get a fan base that is as dedicated as many fans of panic at the disco are and it's in all that same vein as uh, panic and um my cam and probably a little bit of pierce the veil and that kind of stuff in there uh they are feral yeah especially when it comes to young women and brendan yuri they are foaming at the mouth feral and when you just throw because i'm sure he was was he doing a lot of his own music or was he pretty strictly a cover artist? all who Oh, uh, Jake, Jake, Jake he was doing his own music. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing a lot of music, and I'm sure that it was good, but it was probably a lot of stuff that people hadn't heard before. Right, they were right. hearing it for the first time. I right? knew, like, two songs, but only because I specifically studied the music so I could right, know some. Right, right, And so when you get to that, they're already, the the crowd is hyped up. There, There's a lot of tension there. that They're ready to see the, the man that they like sing the song that they like. And you just take it from that next step of, I don't know this, but it's good, right. to, I, I know this song. Oh, my God. And just everyone just starts to turn into little feral monsters. Right. Well, know? because I'm so thrown back to seventh grade Lainey, who wanted to be a scene kid so bad, but uh, yeah. mom wouldn't let me commit to the haircut. <laughs> and like, you know, I just have that energy really no, either and so i wanted to be oh. them so bad so i would listen to stuff like my chemical romance and panic at the disco and sometimes just, like pierce the veil and i'd be like staring into so a mirror edgy. sobbing <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so you know you hear the G note that you know that yeah. <laughs> and the room just exploded <laughs> oh my god and um that happened with i write sins not tragedy brendan literally stopped singing and the room basically sung just the whole song doing it, yeah. because who doesn't want to sing whore essentially <laughs> that was the main part groom's bride is a whore and every and then oh my god it was amazing so um if you have any inclination of liking Panic at the Disco and you are able to go, oh my God, please go. It is so, I just love it. Boy, do I just love it. Well, it sounds like it was worth the trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't like even Vegas. talk about my uh, art experience. There's this place called Omega Mart. You might have seen it on the internet, but it's like an art experience and it's a weird grocery store that leads into an alien world sort of. Um, it's really hard to explain. You know what? It's very the aesthetic of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, it is very much the kind of normal to paranormal bridge yep. that we exist in. Yeah. Like, if you're a fan of Adventure Time, you would like that place. Does that does that make sense? You know, after everything that you've told me, I kind of get exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's very cool too if you're able to go to that but um that's probably a lot cheaper it's cheaper than concert yeah Yeah, for sure so um very cool very trippy so so yeah i had a good weekend very nice very nice oh yeah you're in charge of this oh yeah i forget i yeah so we need the remember we talked about all that time ago the hypothetical baton Oh, yes. A hypothetical but real but hypothetical baton. I feel like we should get that so you can just hold it and be like, what is this thing? And then know that you're in charge mm-hmm. of the of the show. I would love that. Um, okay. So I'm holding the baton fakely. And well, it's hypothetically. Right. They don't know. They they don't know. How Bang's could they know? Liar. Um, she said fake, but it's real. Yeah, basically. Don't trust me ever. Never. Never. So this week... We are talking about um, many things. Yeah, many things, but all related things. Yeah, and all spooky things. Because there's a, there's we're, a progression. We're getting close to Halloween. Well, yeah, we only have one more podcast. Like, the next one is almost on Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to be very tired for that one because I have a party the night before and then I work <laughs> that day. Oh. So oh. you thought this was the... Well, that this is the sleepy cast. Next week is the I'm fucking exhausted cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just add cast on yeah, to just it. throw it whatever um so first we're going to talk about the intricacies of the difference between a slasher horror and thriller movie yes so the the one that's more interesting to talk about is horror versus thriller and i think mm-hmm. that i would like to talk about that one second because slasher versus horror versus thriller is very apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, slasher is really easy to distinguish, and it actually is a genre of horror. It's within the horror category, but it's very specific. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty easy to delineate. But um, horror versus thriller, I think a lot of people get confused, and there are definitely movies that are on the very edge. Um, but I think a really good example of thriller, to me, is A Quiet Place. I would agree, because it is not... A horror movie, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, before we get into this, because this really is the meat and potatoes of this first part, a slasher movie is 
what it says on the tin, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. people getting chunked up and like brutalized and just ripped into pieces that usually you do not see people in. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's, I, I think it has to do with the, the like cinematography as well mm-hmm. of it's focused on not the fact that this person is dying. It's how they are dying. Right. And it's, and it's, I mean, I'm sure that there are slasher movies that do it a little bit more elegantly, but often it is about the gore. It's about the the cheesiness no, of think, it. I don't think that there is anything elegant about any slasher. I think it is strictly that it is this brutalistic, right. you know, again, people getting chunked. Like, right, but I, I'm just saying that I think that there are movies who approach it better like and try to make it more plot there's more of a clean surgical so would you say then that the um oh god what's the fucking with the jigsaw the clown saw oh yeah that'll do it (laughs) (laughs) so is saw a slasher movie um because it is kind of glorifying like the violence of it right it's about horrific things happening it's hard because i think the further you get into saw movies um, it becomes more sla- driven. No, oh, it, it gets way. more slashery, more because oh, okay. like the first movie, which I actually really like, mm-hmm. focuses on two men sort of stuck in a room. Okay, and then they're trying to get out and having to do these horrible things and stuff. Um, but the second and the third movie is more like groups of people. And they are just fucking killing them. Just getting whacked. What, there's this horrible scene in the second one where this girl gets tossed into a, like, I guess pool, I don't know, container of, like, needles. Uh, oh, my God. It's God. horrible. Like, don't be wrong. Like, needles are not a thing for me like they are for some people. But the idea of that, just every move is just getting stabbed more. Yeah. And then, like, in the third movie, somebody is tied down. I think. It's been a long time since I I know the needle thing happened. In one of them. But, no, I I know it's in the third movie. I just think this happens. Okay, sure. Somebody is tied down, and they're at a slaughterhouse, and they're, like, shredding pigs on top of the person. So, it's, like, and it's. Basically, just pig entrails are getting thrown on top of, and they're like tied down and gonna drown in in pig essentially. That's a bad way to go. So, like, you can see the progression of like the first one is like these two men must pay for their sins and have to get out of this room, and then the second and third one are like there's a bunch of people and they're getting fucked up real bad, you know. So it gets more slasher over time. Mm -hmm. So slasher is less about anything besides people getting jacked up. But I also wouldn't call saw a slasher necessarily because so does it have to do with then the like actionable party because yeah in saw it's all of these things are happening by remote device or by something that just happens to be present in the room exactly versus a texas chainsaw a mm-hmm. uh, halloween, friday, a halloween friday the 13th, friday the 13th exactly mm-hmm. is all a big mean scary thing Mm-hmm. Is gonna chop you up into bits. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, my favorite slasher is um, Scream. God, I love that movie. Yeah, because I would say that Scream is a flat a slasher too. Um, but I think that there is room for an argument that it leans horror movie, depending on your perspective. That you know where you come 
at the movie from. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of the horror of that movie is that it is a for uh, and I I don't think I've ever seen the original Scream. Mm, just, you should. You know, all the way through. I think I should for like the experience of watching such a famous movie. Um, I think a lot of the horror there comes from being a a woman that is alone and doesn't know who to trust and so on and so yeah. forth. So I feel like that movie is inherently more horrific coming at it, you know, if through you that are, lens. Yeah, if you are someone that can relate. sympathize and relate to that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, what's crazy is that it's it's not quite this, but part of it is like, she does everything you're supposed to do and still and sort of gets fucked up. Yeah. And it's and it's obviously not all you're supposed to do. Like mm-hmm. she she, you know, makes mistakes. Well, you're gonna fumble stuff when you're freaked mm-hmm. out. Right. And like but that is sort of the air that I get when I watch it of like sure. she punches the bad guy. She beats him up. Yeah, there's and a fight. It's, it's not doesn't the matter. blonde cheerleader running, screaming into the basement <laughs> to fall down thirteen flights. Right. Of like in the scary movies. Yeah. Where exactly. they Yeah. So um that's slashers. I feel like it's really easy yep. to yep. put those into category. Absolutely. And then thriller and horror is where it gets a little bit blurred. I there are definitely movies that sort of sit on that um, precipice for sure. But um, like I said earlier, I think a good thriller is a quiet place. So yeah, I think that it is absolutely a quiet place because it is, I think any, mm, no, I don't want to say that. I think the, the success of a quiet place comes from very early, I would say in the first Five, maybe? What do you think mm-hmm. that opening scene is? The kind of um, flashback. Five minutes? Maybe yeah. ten? Yeah, I was going to say five or ten. Okay. I was going to say ten. So in the first ten percent of this movie, right, you immediately establish all of the rules. Right. You have to be quiet to, I would argue, an inhuman degree and all of the time, right? And by letting people know what the rules are you make the watcher immediately aware of when they are being violated right well and or you, when they are about to be violated yeah and so that that is the thrill mm-hmm. is you set up situations in which the the watcher knows but maybe the character does not know that they are in danger right and you have no ability to tell them in that anxiety is what a thriller is trying to invoke. They keep you on the edge of your seat the whole time. And, but the other part is that like keeps it from horror is it's not necessarily, I, I was going to say scary, but I think that it just, it, to me, it doesn't leave you scared afterwards. Like I didn't watch a quiet place and then go home and be like, Oh no, monsters in the dark. Which is not a hard and fast rule. That's just sort of my own parameters for it. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Because so, did you ever watch the second Quiet Place? No, I didn't either. So I I can't you know confirm or deny any successes or failures there. Um, but when I think thriller, I think Midsummer. Which that's I don't know kind of psychological seen. horror. But I think that's. The bridge, that's the bridge genre, is psychological horror, is the bridge genre to thriller. 
Okay. Interesting. Because it's something that is still horrific, right? But it's not a boogeyman that's going to come get you, yeah. right? Yeah. It's you're just tense yeah. the whole time. I mean, the opening shots of Midsummer is a cold, dark, snowy forest, which is not a comfortable environment to be in in any capacity. It's very apparent from the soundscape that you are outdoors in that forest. Oh, yeah. Where, and I'll tell you, because I was basically in that forest for the past two, three days. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You cannot be comfortable. Uh I mean, even if you, like, crawl up under the pines or something like that, it is still cold and it's uncomfortably quiet. Yeah. And there's the wind howling the whole time. And you have these... I don't know if it's a language or if it's supposed to be just like weird tribal like shrieks Mm -hmm. just kind of cutting through the different shots and things like that, but only ever so often and never with a rhythm. Like it's not like there's a a song being sung or something. It's just like kind of errant drums every now and again and then little like Nordic, like, you know, in like Nordic cultures when they're celebrating and there's that kind of like shit, like kind of sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Uh, and it just creates unease. Right. And so, and it's all this very gentle, like, it's not trying to jump out and scare you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to, ah, right, and release that tension. It just lets it build in your stomach for the whole movie. And again, I think thriller is about anxiety because it never shows you what is happening that is bad mm-hmm. until the character can't do anything about it. Yeah. And so it's the Ooh. whole time it's like, why Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. What is? And there's no explanation for anything. Oh. It just shows you a bunch of horrible shit, but really slowly. So I just watched Don't Worry, Darling, which is Florence which, Pugh, Harry Styles' new movie. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I know there's a big twist. So I had extremely low expectations because everybody on the internet, internet was saying... It was horrible. Harry's acting was wooden and stiff and mm-hmm. it like the ending was a huge letdown and I was extremely impressed. Okay. But they sort of used that same soundscape. Mm-hmm. Um not the but that same idea. The same idea of these sounds. And it was like humming and like woman humming like hmm and yeah. oh it was so creepy and you just knew you you sort of got trained that when that humming happened, like something fucking weird was right. going to so, happen. And so there's your connection to a quiet place mm-hmm. is, you know, you learn this rule mm-hmm. and you begin to fear it and be anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that fear and anxiety is the thriller, whereas horror, on the other hand, is panic mm-hmm. and fear. Right. It's yeah. not. Ah, something's gonna happen. It's fuck. Something is happening. Right. And, and what are we and gonna we do need about to it? Either try to do something about it or get out of here. Yeah. Um. Have you seen Invisible Man? Yes. Actually. Oh, what a good movie. So, do you think that that because there's not really rules because he no, the perpetrator's just invisible and attacks her randomly. So I feel like it is in a similar space to scream Mm -hmm. because i think as a single woman you come at that movie a lot differently than you do as me who is a uh, young man Mm -hmm. right yeah that me if something is attacking me there is you know and maybe not in my own head or any you know given individual's own head but societally it is a given that i have the ability to fight back and i've been taught that the whole 
my whole life that I, as a man, am strong. And, and can, you need to protect and what's can, yours. And do the fighting, yeah. right? I don't really feel that way. <laughs> if an invisible man grabs me by the throat and lifts me off the floor in the kitchen, I'm probably going to cry. Well, and the fact that nobody believes her either exactly. is so terrible. And again, so again, I think, and it's not to say that anxiety or kind of that that nature is not a factor in all horror. Yeah. But I think it is a more key theme of the thriller. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You're, um, you're just sort of waiting for the terrible moment. Whereas something that is more of a horror movie, in my mind, is where you get into a known and unstoppable threat. Or at least if the threat is not known then you are at least aware that you can't do anything about it. Right, yeah. So, um, like, Insidious, I feel like, sits in that place where it's like, oh, there's a demon in this house that's connected to the child. Mm-hmm. And what do you, what is a demon? Right, like, and what, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the, it starts with a C, the trailer. The Conjuring? The, the Conjuring. The Conjuring. In my mind is a horror movie. Oh, absolutely. I was right? going to talk about that because it is terrifying. That is very much horror because there aren't really rules to it no right? you yeah not yeah not, i mean not originally mm-hmm. yeah it's not yeah. like oh don't do these things or do these things mm-hmm. and these will have consequences it's the house fucked up and the only thing that you know is that that basement was blocked for a reason and they unblock it and then bad shit starts happening. right but it's all sorts of bad shit mm-hmm. right like it's not but there's specific and what's interesting too is like there wasn't a lot of rules. I thought there was going to be more rules of what the um, ghosts could and could not do in that movie. But yep. like they show up at the ha- family's home and then it shows up at the Warren's home. Right. Um, with I mean, that's Annabelle. But like, you know. Right. Um, and uh, I. OK, I can pretty much withstand slasher and thriller movies. Yeah. Horror gets me so bad. I get so fucked up over horror See, movies. I think I have always been way more, or at least in my experience, have been way more affected by thrillers hmm. or what I would classify as thrillers than I have by horror movies. Really? When I went and saw Midsummer, uh-huh. I had trouble falling asleep. Really? Because, and it wasn't about that I thought something was going to happen to me, mm-hmm. it's that I couldn't ditch that uneasy feeling that uneasy pit of my stomach Ooh. like i just didn't feel okay yeah in that same vein is um god what is it with the the james guy that you really like and he has a bunch of personal split oh james mcavoy yeah james yeah. mcavoy um, oh yeah split really fucked you up yeah and like, that's... i came out of that theater and was like having to try and not cry and like got in my car with my friend at the time and was like, I cannot express to you because we were in a parking garage outside of the theater. I cannot express to you that if there is a man that comes towards this car with any modicum of speed or intent, I'm going to hit him with my car <laughs> because I'm not playing that fuck. And like just silent, like not big sobbing emotional tears, yeah, but like silent, like I'm not okay tears on the drive home. That's know? because yeah. that that feeling that just sits. okay I. I uh, what's so interesting is I completely understand that feeling Mm -hmm. because in Dune, Dune is not a scary movie. No, but I I see what you're talking about. That 
sound that they make and also that weird fucking worm guy, whatever yeah. he is, made me feel like that. And I was yeah. feeling like I needed to walk out of the theater. Yeah. <coughs> well, Dune, I mean, while it's not a horror movie, you good? Sorry. All right. Sorry. While Dune is not a horror movie, I think similarly they use sound in a lot of the, the shots to make you feel like you are out of place yeah. because a big theme of that movie or at least, and I, I assume the book is that the family coming to that planet is out of place that they are somehow disturbing some sort of natural order yeah yep and so they purposefully do that to make it feel like no you don't belong here the yeah. same way that the family doesn't belong here oh so but even though I understand that feeling, it does not sit with me. Oh, when no. when I leave that environment of whatever's going on in the movie, I can... You can recover. I can... Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Because I totally see what you're talking about in Dune. And I suppose that I felt it too, but it was not in a threatening way. I literally way was going to walk out. The same way that Midsummer or Split left me where I was like, no, there is a, a threat yeah. And kind of in the same vein was like a um, get out. Did you mm. ever see that? No, because I was scared it was going to fuck me up. Right. So it, it ends up in a very similar place where I would say more like Midsummer, less like Split. Whereas Split, you kind of learn the rules over the movie and how it works. Yeah. And Midsummer, you never really until the very end. And even up to the last scene, you're seeing stuff that you're like, why is that happening? Yeah. Um, I did. I haven't seen Midsummer, but I read the plot for it. Yeah, Get Out um, puts you in an uncomfortable situation, and I'm even like, you want to talk about coming from this or at this from an angle that is not where it's supposed to be come at from. This is supposed to be coming at an angle from a person of color mm-hmm. trying to, I suppose, ingratiate is maybe not really the right word, but um, get to know a significant other's uh, what would be white family. And that there are challenges there. But even as a white man, right, outside of the racial context of the film, that is already an uncomfortable situation of just meeting the Significant others, parents, yeah, exactly. yeah family, yeah. Um, and then they're just being weird, uncomfortable stuff going on that you don't really know how to react to. Yeah. So you're kind of in that same vein. Right. And again, nothing really horrific happens. I think that's that, not true. It's horrific, but not in a horror way. Yeah. Like, I think that a way that thrillers really connect with their audience is presenting a relatable feeling to you mm-hmm. and then just twisting it like that. Yeah, you know? I agree. I, I totally see what you're talking about, where it's let me help you buy in with mm-hmm. like even a quiet place is like. Oh, look like this family relate familial connection. Well, there's the familial connection, and then it's like you know that there are situations in which you're supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's always, you know. Yeah, um, that's so interesting. Yeah, so so horror is, I I was gonna say more fantastical than thriller often, but that's not even the case. I mean, yeah. it it just really is situational. I think there's something along those lines, though. Like I like to think I, I see where you're coming from. Um, because you look at things that are, uh, you know, assuredly horror movies, and I think they tend to take on more fantastical elements because there is a more panic-inducing nature about things you have no control over. A guy in a robe with right, a knife, right. you know. Yeah, 
Uh, well, and like one of my favorite thrillers is the movie called Hush. Have you ever seen that? I don't believe so. It's about a deaf woman who is fighting yes, off. Yes, I have seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what's really satisfying, huge spoiler, is that she just fucking beats him up at the end. <laughs> she beats his ass. Yeah, dude. and you're like, okay, that gives me some closure. And you're sitting on your seat, edge of your seat the whole time, and you're worried but she prevails because he's just a fucking guy. Right. Well, in the horror movies like The Conjuring, these third-party people come by and are like, oh, you hear blast, here's this, uh, you know, I'm going to chant this verse at you. I and present you a Jesus. Right. And Put it on your mantle. <laughs> yeah. And Burn abuelo's <laughs> candles. <laughs> right. And then you're like, so in real life, you're like, oh, fuck, where am I going to find a you know, a medium and her her husband. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you put something out in the classifieds, you're going to end up with somebody. I'm not going to say they're legit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You probably walk up to a church and be like, who do you got that can do an exorcism? Right. You know? Well, and the thing is, too, is like the evil is often not beaten. It's just abated. Right. It has been diverted or like confined to an object or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll keep an eye on this. And I'm like, how am I supposed to live my life in peace ever Which again? Which is a very religious thing. Right. Like, there, it is a very religious thing. Maybe that that's why I get you, so messed up over it. Right. Well, we've talked about our weird religious holdover fears that we have, like, in our hearts because... Right baptized catholic i don't know maybe that's what it was it's in the water right they baptize <laughs> yeah. you catholic and all that baptism water just soaks into your brain and you're like oh i don't buy all this <laughs> i believe it <laughs> so um but yeah so there's some of the differences between those genres mm-hmm. now nick how would you survive in these situations or how do you think you would survive um badly <laughs> yeah so i when i get stressed over a long period of time and maybe this plays into why thrillers seem to affect me so much more than horror movies when i get stressed over a long period of time and can't do anything to to take that stress off and i'm not talking over like a week and then you take a vacation or you go do something fun or something i'm talking i am stressed over the period of an hour or two consistently I start to get real weird and just kind of unravel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I had like damn near a nervous breakdown one time because it's one of those where I get into a situation and I make a poor decision and then that sits with me. But I'm distracted by the fact that I made a poor decision. And so I make another one. And then they just start to build and I kind of get in this horrible cycle where I'm just like at the point that I like can't hardly pick something up without knocking it over. Right. Because I'm just focused on all of the wrong that I have already done. Yep. And so badly. Now, (laughs) I will say that my one advantage is if I get like jump scared, not, you know, the spooky and kind of just uneasy and all that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, you know doing something and then there's a loud noise or something like that my fear turns into incoherent rage (laughs) so fast like you know that video of i think it's like somebody at a school or something and a person with like a werewolf mask jumps out of the garbage can and they just (laughs) punch him like sock him in the face that's you no that absolutely is like in this house Um, the room that I was originally staying in, uh, is not like a bedroom, you know, not this one, not not the room that we're currently in, 
um, is not a bedroom. It has like hardwood floors, and yeah. a I think it's supposed to be like an exercise room. We or call it the yoga room. We call it the yoga. Room. Nobody does yoga in it. Just um, by the way. But at one point, it was like my desk and my bed and a chair, and that was pretty much all that was in there, which is kind of inherently creepy by itself. Yeah. Um, but I was staying up until the wee hours like I usually do. And I can't confirm that this was like 3 in the morning. I think it was like one thirty or something like that. To abate any people who are like, oh, it's the witching hour, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there and you know I've got my shirt off because it's hot or whatever it is. Or I'm in my bedroom effectively. So whatever, I'll wear what I want. Don't judge me. Um, and I just, I'm sitting there playing my game. And I'm not a superstitious person. I'm a little stitious. I'm not superstitious, right? Same. And I just felt what I can only describe as a hand on my shoulder. But just just a little bit colder than it should have been, right, is all that it was. Just a hand. And not even, it wasn't hard. It wasn't a grip. It was just a real soft hand lay on the shoulder. And I got up and grabbed the back of my chair and just swung it like a bat. Like if there was a... Like if, if dad had snuck up on me or something, like I would have hurt him. You know? Yeah. And so um, I think that that is valuable. Yes. Because if some boogeyman jumps out and I just like bop him one mm-hmm. and it's something that can be bopped. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I am... Um, I agree. I think that I'm best suited for a thriller situation because I... Oh, because thriller is the slow anxiety. Oh, but we decided that horror is the, like, something you can't really do anything about. Yeah. Um, so, because in a in a situation like Hush, mm-hmm. um, I am ready to do some fucking damage. You know, you know what I mean? We talked about it last week. I think uh, your proclivity for violence yep. uh, surrounding sports is all we've seen. I have a feeling that if you got freaked out and scared enough, you could do horrible violence upon anyone within reach. And that's what I intend. I've had dreams that are like bad dreams, but I end up just having this rage where I get some sort of implement and I try to just maul whatever's coming at me. So a lot of people, this is a total aside and I don't mean to cut you off. You've had the dream of like trying to run away or run somewhere and you can't and you yeah. get all weird and bogged down yeah. or whatever. So I've had that dream maybe once in my life. You know what I've had a lot more than that? <laughs> is it's the same thing. There's like this big shapeless, like inherently malevolent mass yeah. in front of me. And I'm having to fight it. Yeah. But my arm yeah, your punches are moving are slow motion and I'm making hold. contact, but it's just this soft. And I've had it before where I get so frustrated that I break through that. <laughs> I love just, that. Just throw a haymaker into this thing. And I love that does, so like, the much. Smash Bros, like Team Rocket, fly <laughs> off into the distance, like bing. Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, like, like if, if I could, could bottle that feeling of getting yes. past that, I could do any. I could lift yeah. a car. Mm-hmm. Um, I d- wouldn't. I would like to think I'd do well in a slasher, but I am not trained enough. You know what I mean? Like, well, if someone's coming at me, like, well, and obviously a lot of those guys often have some supernatural strength or yeah, something. Yeah. So that's part of it, too. So I think the key to surviving the slasher is keeping a cool head. Mm-hmm. Because whatever's coming at you in a slasher is usually always very slow. 
Yeah. But if it gets to you, you're done. That's actually a great point. Yeah. And so the trouble with a slasher is that people get freaked out and sloppy and make mistakes. Right. And so it's, ah, I'm running and I tripped and now I get speared through the back or whatever. And a lot of people do try to fight. And yeah, like it's and like one like, of those things where it's like you take the wooden board and you smash it over their head. And, and then it, they just turn around and just gut you. Right. Yeah. So I think the thing in a slasher is slow is smooth and smooth is fast and get the fuck out of there. Yep. And yep. I am not that. No. I am not a slow is smooth type of person. No, me I should be. It's a very good thing to be. It is a great thing to be. I am not that person. No, me neither. And I think you can come by it with lots of like practice and training and things like that. But if there is, I, I'm going to relegate it to a very simple term, whether it's a, a demon, uh, a man with a knife, uh, a strange Norwegian trying to do rituals on me or a space alien. Uh, that's a motherfucker. If there is a motherfucker in your house, I'm going to freak out and maybe jump out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not good in no. a slasher or really any of these, mm-hmm. you know? I so. agree. Yeah. And then horror, I would just have a mental breakdown. and. Yeah, the horror, if it comes down to, like, there is a, a visible ghost or mm-hmm. demon, I'm just probably going to die. Yeah. Like, I'm going to lay down and die. Yeah, and, and if I somehow manage to escape it, I will not return to normalcy. No. You will put me in a home, and I will be sedated the rest of my life. Hey. Unless I kill myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, not, not doing great. Survivability of Nick and Laney, overall low. <laughs> yeah, overall, oh. not doing great. Not good chances. Mm-mm, not at all. But, uh, you know, that that's in special circumstances. In regular life, I'd say we're doing pretty well. Yeah, regular life I'm doing all right. I can function as a human being in modern society. Yeah, just put me in a situation. No, fuck a fuck a situation. Don't ever put me in a situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Now, Nick. Yes. If Tell me. <laughs> I I see, I was gonna propose. What well, would that's you very do? Kind of you, but no. this is not Alabama. <laughs> No, thank don't, you. Don't say that to me. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me that way, actually. Actually, if you could just not do that. <laughs> um, no. So I was going to say, if you were in Scream, okay. tell me how that'd play out, but you don't even know the baddies. It's a man in a mask with a knife. Mm, not really. What? It's Can not I spoil it for you? Or are you going to want to watch it later? I'm going to want to watch it, but I'm going to go with it. Because I know it's a dude. Like, I know it's not supernatural, right? Yeah. If it's a dude in a mask, I'm okay. I think, because I'm a I'm an average guy. I'm a okay. poster boy, golden retriever, white man. That's true. <laughs> I have a... Okay. Scathing. Have you seen... Oh, fuck. What's it called? Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Is, is that, that the is, is that, that the Freddy Krueger one? Yeah, he fights you in your dreams. But, but then doesn't shit happen in real life also? Yeah. Okay. Do you think you could fight in your dreams? Um, based on the story that I just told mm-hmm. and the four or five times in my life that I have had a lucid dream, mm-hmm. probably. Okay. I I feel like I might have a better chance than most people at a dream fight. You're right. You're right, because you remember that weird werewolf dream you told me about? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a habit of having dreams over time, like recurring nightmares effectively. 
and then eventually breaking through them. Yeah, Nick's... So I am Freddy Krueger resistant. Nick's got some weird mind powers. Yeah. You just have to know. Strong mental fortitude, but mm-hmm. only in survival situations. Yep. So, wow, you're killing it right now. Crushing I mean, it. crushing it. Yeah. Um, I'm... I don't know. I don't have. I don't have any more for you. I feel like you're you're doing really well right now, and right. I don't want to. I don't want to throw something at you that no, you're you gonna fail. Me. Fucking fail me. Ruin me. All right. Destroy the, me. The ring. Have you seen the ring? The ring. What is the ring? The where the girl crawls out of the TV. Oh, that fucking Sadako shit. Whatever. No. Yeah, I'm dead. So is it not the one where you pick up the phone and it's like you listen to this and then you die? No, it's a tape. Isn't there one where you listen to this and then you die and the phone is like bleeding or something? Um, I don't know. All right. Um, but the ring, well, and you know what? I'm going to preface this with I haven't seen it. Okay. But the way that you solve it, I learned, mm-hmm. is that you just give somebody else the tape to watch. And That's she goes in and... Can, can I like grab a criminal and be like, here at the prison today, we are going to show... This movie. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. I mean, but... if you got to choose somebody, you're going to give it to a friend? You're right. going to give it to a family member? Sell it on Craigslist. It's all fucked. Well, that's why you make them pay for it. <laughs> you know, that's worse. Yeah. I mean, everything like, is just horrible. Uh, you know, you go, to, you go to the prison and you're like, gather me up all the motherfuckers that are going to be in here for the rest of their life, bar none. I got a new movie for you. And you put in the VHS and then they, right? And then one of them's cursed. That's fine. Um, but then they can't give it. So if it kills someone, what happens to the tape? I think it just stays chill until someone watches it. What if I burn it afterwards? I think it's magic and it won't work. Okay, then I will sink it in the ocean. And if it shows back up, then it's going to live in an attic that I don't have. Good choice. All right. Wow. You were going to say? What? I thought you were going to say something. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you, Lainey, um, are a moderately survivable person, mm-hmm. uh, except we just determined that both of us have poor survivability odds. Yep. How would you do in a quiet place? Um. Because I feel like you're kind of a klutz. I, okay, I agree. So the talking isn't what would fuck me up. I, no, I'm pretty good. Well, I no, have, I'm not good at not talking. I have days where if I could not talk the whole day, you know when you like maybe not. You know when you wake up and you're like, I could just be silent today. No. But you have like stuff to do and you can't. I have literally never come across that. Oh. If there have been so due to my schedule, right? Um, especially when I was working full time for the last year, there were days where I would not see another person until like one in the afternoon. That's weird. Well, because I'd be in my house like yeah. doing chores and things, yeah. and then go to work at one o'clock. Um, and I would be like freaking out like that. Um, I hadn't got the opportunity to interact with a human being yeah, yeah. for that amount of time or at least like say something. Cause when you're by yourself, you're just not talking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I think maybe it would be better if I got to like be around other people, Yeah. but I'm just such a verbose person you that are. I would struggle. I wouldn't, I would be fine with that. And I would love not wearing shoes. Um, cold though. It's cold. True. On, on your toes. True. But my feet are perpetually cold. Okay. You should probably get that looked at. Yeah, probably. All right. But, um, so I feel like I'd actually do well. You know what you have to do is you just have to take away all elements that you, like, if you knock over, it makes a loud so- sound. Like, you know how they don't have plates? 
Yeah, they don't have plates and like they don't have really hardly furniture unless it's big and heavy and can't move. And the walls and the floor is all padded, so if something does fall, it's like a thump and not like a crash. Exactly. So I think I'd be fine. Which also, when they knock over that like lantern or whatever, why does it explode? Literally. Also, um, they, I, it, they take too long to come to the conclusion. You think this monster hears really well? The answer. Sound war. Well, the trouble... Like... <laughs> the the, sound war? Like, like, how is that not your first... Well, so the whole thing is that, for as far as they know, the majority of humanity is, like, wiped out. Right, because it happens so fast. Because it happens so fast and they can't figure it out, and I think the nature of humanity is to be noisy. I mean, we communicate verbally, right? Yeah, true. Um... And so I think that the trouble is, is that they are so few in number and that they know that there are, because at one point, at least three in the area, right? And they have otherwise seen these things to be basically invincible. Yeah. I mean, you get to a point where you're like, okay, we want to fight. That is an all or nothing gamble. Right. You know, they come by the answer by accident. And yeah, once you have the answer, it's really easy to be like, yeah, come here and let me blow the speaker out and just murder you all, you know? But I just feel like it's easier to find out sooner. Like, don't you I think don't some dickwad at the Pentagon well, has like, some... There's got to be so many loud noises, like, and again, I haven't seen the second one, so I haven't seen this, but like when they crash down or whatever, because I don't know where they come from, um, there are so many loud, like tires screeching because a car is swerving or whatever feels like would fuck them up right you know yeah i don't know i don't know but i don't think the sound war is the answer i do and i think i'd win you would win the sound war yep okay Mm -hmm. thank you very much yeah um what else how about saw i don't know i like i I don't even feel like that's a test of being a good horror movie or anything like that it's a test of pain tolerance because do you think so Yes. Like, well, because like a lot of it, I thought was just like, do this. Like I don't know. Like you could chop your pinky off or whatever. And yeah, that hurts. Saw but your like, foot off. He said. Saw? He said I put a key. I sewed it into your eyeball. Cut it out. How do you sew something into? You can't sew an eyeball. Yeah, you can. What? You sew with the eyelid. Oh. Oh, the eyelid is shut. Sewn. Sewn shut. I, listen, I don't really remember. But, but there's a key behind your eye. Go get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to die. I'm probably going to die real quick. Yeah, and it's a lot of the time it's like, this contraption is going to close in this amount of time, and if you do not complete, you know, your task. But also, they do it to people who they deem morally wrong. So, like, they kidnap somebody who's, like, killed a child because they, like... Did they do it on purpose? Well, they were drunk driving and, like, hit him on a bike. Yeah, fuck him. Right. No, yeah. So... Fuck that person. You're a little bit protected in the fact that if you're not bad i mean um, i like to think i'm an all right per- i mean i'm not dui kill a child bad for right. sure oh yeah yeah um there is like a plot line where um one of the girls who's doing it like behind the mask of saw of okay. jigsaw yeah. um it starts to like make up her own fucked up rules and nobody can really escape and then the original creator's like that's not the fucking point yeah, they the, have to be able to escape. The point is that they go through the punishment and then can redeem themselves exactly. and then continue to go on. Mm-hmm. But it's not just so your fucked up ass can watch them suffer. Right, yeah. So um, so I don't know. It depends what I have to do. 
I'm going to, so I'm going to cut the saw short because I think that the pain tolerance and also that we're not jacked up people, you're probably not going to, well, I hope that no one's getting put in that situation. Truthfully, I don't think any of us really are, but, uh, I will, I will, you know, as we kind of end off here, uh, a horror classic, you know, uh, something that has been talked about in the horror thriller, not so much slasher genre, um, since I believe the eighties alien. Oh. Are you familiar with the conditions of the first, like the original Alien movie? Not, ah, not really. You are on board the Nostromo, which is a spaceship, spaceship mm-hmm. but it is a confined space right? that is a couple times the size of this house, mm-hmm. right? Not much, but a couple. Um, and there is a alien on it that you have to either figure out how to escape or survive because your ship is going somewhere but Mm -hmm. the way that they space travel in that is that you have to cryo sleep so you're actually traveling for like 50 years but Mm -hmm. you're just asleep the whole time yeah you've woken up i don't really know why they wake up to be honest um but you've woken up for whatever and you've got another 10 years or whatever to get where you're going um so there's an alien that needs to be solved somehow uh and it is effectively invincible and has acid blood and will super murder you for nothing in like a second. May I ask how she wins? I believe in the first one she jettisons it in in an escape pod, I want to say. It's either that, because I think it's later on that she basically pokes a hole in like a window and it suctions it. Yeah, well, no, no, so... It's in the fourth one that it's a small hole and it's like guts get sucked out and then the skin comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the first one she might actually shatter like a whole window and just the whole alien just goes floating out into space or something. But similarly like jettisoned into space in some capacity. Yeah. Um, I think because it has to do with outsmarting it, mm-hmm. I think I have potential to do it. It's just whether I can get past the barrier of oh fuck this is a bad situation well that's the thing is it's it is horror in the fact that no it sees you it is faster maybe even smarter Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna kill you right so you have to be sneaky and smarter than it right um and i like to think i'm good at being sneaky but against something i don't know yeah screw up one time also i mean i would never go into space i'm just putting that out there right now but um if i were I, I could see myself doing an escape pod I see, shoving. I could see you doing all right. Well, because yeah. it's like a, I don't even remember if it's like she throws a noise thing. No, I think she's like in the escape pod by chance or something. Oh. And then like dives out and slaps the button or something. Yeah. So you got to kind of be like. Agility. Nimble. Yeah. Mm. You got to be, you have to be agility. I know. You know what? I'm not good at being agility. I'm not great at it either. Especially now that the knee's gone. I'm more brawn. Are you? Than, uh, than what speed sure is that what i thought you were gonna say brain and i was like fuck no i'm more i'm more brain than brawn but i'm more brawn than agility yes yeah yeah Yeah. all right all right all right well that is our opinion on what's a horror slasher in a thriller movie and whether we could survive them poorly poorly uh not not doing great out here but you know say la vie 
if you have opinions about these things, oh, any I, of them. I want so badly for the person to write in who's like, you know, the guy that's like, I, I could fight a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I could, I could for sure kill a gorilla. Yeah, don't pretend you can kill a gorilla. Actually, oh. you know what? No, talk to us about it. Talk to us about <laughs> it. Try to convince me that you can kill a gorilla because mm-hmm. you can't. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see what argument you put forth. But I want the horror movie version of that mm-hmm. person who's yeah. like, oh. Fucking the scream mask guy comes into my house and my fucking triple barrel 12 gauge thermal what wipe him off the face of the planet. I'm like, how big is your motorized wheelchair? You know what I mean? Like for your 400 pound body. You Don't do this. Don't do this. If you have opinions. Please email us at hypothetical siblings at gmail dot com. That's hypothetical H Y P O T H. E-T-I-C-A-L siblings at gmail.com Thank you so much and have a good week. Survive Halloween weekend and we'll see you next Sunday. Woo.